Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ah, yes. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is Tuesday morning, the 26th of July, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew in the chair, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Something tells me it's going to be another busy day in terms of rugby league. Big show over the course of the next hour. I don't quite know where to start, but we will start in just a second. Lots to get through over the course of the next hour. Also, just away from Rugby League and all the issues dominating Rugby League, in about half an hour, we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins over in the United States and get our usual Tuesday morning American sport update. The number still the same and the text number still the same as well. one three hundred oh one. 1170, 1-300-01-1170, or you can text 0457 736 736. Lots to get through, so let's get on with the show. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem at one and a half past five. Well, I thought when I came in here yesterday, we would have had the big news story of the week. And that is continuing after Graham Annesley's press conference yesterday. And we will get on to that very, very shortly. I'll play you a bit of Graham Annesley's press conference. But uh, on Twitter, yesterday afternoon, there started to be some news broken. Michael Chamis, I think, was the first to report it from the Sydney Morning Herald about the potential of seven manly players missing their clash against the Sydney Roosters on Thursday night in protest at the club's decision to wear a pride jumper. That has developed over the four or five hours after that. And come about nine or 10 o'clock last night, it was revealed that those seven players, and I'll go through the whole story in a second, will not be taking the field for the Manly Seagulls against the Sydney Roosters in what is a vital clash for both teams on Thursday night. So seven Manly stars have sensationally been stood down from the match on Thursday against the Roosters in protest at the club's decision to wear a pride jumper. The seven players are understood to be uh, Josh Ali, Jason Saab, Josh Schuster, uh, Hamalai Akalatu, uh, Talatu uh, Kola, Christian Tubalatu and Tafoa Sipley. All are deeply religious. All seven of them also played last weekend in their clash against the Dragons. So all seven of those players that will not be lining up against the Roosters on Thursday night played against the Dragons. The players were due to meet with the club bosses today, but that meeting was highly uh, hastily convened on Monday night and lasted about 90 minutes. The players flatly rejected the club's wishes to wear the jersey. They had hoped they could wear Manly's traditional jersey, 
but the NRL will not allow players to take the field in an alternative strip, which I think is fair enough. You can't have one part of the team wearing one thing and the other part of the team wearing another thing. Wouldn't make sense. The players came uh, claim they were not consulted before the jersey was announced. The club has no intention of withdrawing the jersey, which includes rainbow colours across the jersey, and Manly will become the first club, as we mentioned yesterday, in rugby league's 114-year history to wear a jersey titled Everyone in League, celebrating diversity and inclus- uh, inclusivity in the NRL. It is understood some players learned of the club's plans after reading the story yesterday in the Daily Telegraph. The club did not consult the players before making the decision. Three players, Kieran Foran, Ruben Garrick and Sean Kepi, modelled the jumper for the Daily Telegraph. Now, I don't I, look. I don't agree with the decision for them to stand down or not want to play um, this weekend, but it is their belief. What I don't quite understand is surely you would have spoken to your players beforehand. That that and that's look. I've seen lots of takes over the past eight or nine hours on social media. Some mostly good. Some. But a bizarre and some just bad, but surely and, and and not just for this round, but any other round, surely you at the end of the day consult your players on what is going to happen. You don't let them find out on the front page or the back page of the Daily Telegraph on a Monday morning. Now, Manly coach Des Hasler and skipper Daily Cherry Evans are due to front the media at noon today to explain how the club has been left in such a dire predicament. Hasler will need to find seven new players before officially announcing his side at 4pm on Tuesday today. Uh, club officials are fear, are fear the withdrawal of seven players will slit the club and wreck their bid to play finals football this season. The match is vital with the Roosters keeping Manly out of the top eight on percentages. Well, that's the thing. Now, you can talk about the decision, and look, I'm happy to get your views on it, on 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You can talk about the decision all you like, but again, the two things that strike me is why was not why was any player not consulted about this, and also, um, in terms of just a footballing sense, and there's a lot more issues and more important issues at play here. But in terms of just a footballing sense for the Manly Seagulls, they're sitting in eighth position at the moment. And they lost last weekend to the Dragons. They will get a few players back due to the fact that they were out with COVID last week. But that's still seven players out of your 17 that played last week and that lost to the Dragons that will not be playing. Currently sitting ninth on the ladder on 20 points. The Roosters ahead of them on 20 points on four and against. And the Raiders and the Dragons just behind them on 20 points. Manly fans, how are you feeling about this? From a footballing sense of the word, 0457... 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Very interested to get everyone's take on this this morning. Uh, I see Paul Gallen came out on 100% footy last night and said that whilst he is very supportive of the Pride movement, he argued Manly shouldn't have taken the focus off the women in league round when it's so important to acknowledge the role played by women in the game. So that's another take. That's from Paul Gallon on 100% footy. He said, I don't know why Manly did this. I don't know why they went the extra step. I mean, women in league round is so important. 
Every single one of us have been touched by a woman at some stage uh, in our life. Your your mother, your missus, something. So I think women in league ground is so important. I don't know why they had to go the extra step and wear the rainbow jersey on the pro, all the pride jersey. I mean, it's 2022. This is Paul Gallant. I think everyone accepts that there are different people in life. People have different beliefs. I think women in the league ground is so important. They should have just stuck with women in the league ground and should have left it at that. Well, there you go. That's Paul Gallant's thoughts. 0457 736 736. Call already on the line. I'll get to it shortly. 1300 01 1170. So seven Manly players not playing this weekend against the Sydney Roosters. one 1170 Look, what we'll do is we'll take a break because there's a lot more to get through. The Tigers story still goes on. We'll hear from Graham Annesley. We'll get your reaction on this. And amidst all of this, a player's been sacked as well uh, yesterday. We'll talk about that. And a bit of other news happening in Rugby League. one 1170 Your thoughts on this whole Manly Sea Eagles issue. If you're a Manly fan in particular... How are you feeling this morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's coming up to nine past five. The rest of the Rugby League news next. This is Traddy's News in a Nutshell. At 13 past five to the West Tigers story in just a second because we heard from Graham Annesley yesterday um, and uh, the explanation uh, was pretty weak, I think. But anyway, we'll have a chat about that shortly. Uh, the Manly players, if you just tuned in, just waking up, missed this last night, seven Manly players have been stood down from Thursday night's match against the Sydney Roosters in protest of the club's decision to wear a pride jumper. We're going to go to the open line now. George is on the road. Whereabouts, just before we get your thoughts on this, whereabouts are you calling from, George? What road are you on at this early um, hour of the morning? I... I'm on the Heathcote Road doing some work, but uh, in this uh, rain and mist, and <laughs> I can hardly see in front of me sometimes. But anyway, well, take care. Uh, mate. Look, yeah, just in regard to those manly, manly players. Look, I mean, we keep talking about you know these um, players keeping out their personal beliefs out of their uh, out of the game, and suddenly you know the NRL or the at least the um, uh, manly side, uh, the, the, the club, you know, bringing in personal you know, sort of differences between what the players believe and what they uh, what they accept. And mm. I don't think they should be, um, you know, they, they should be forced to wear something and to support a certain, uh, you know, minority in our, you know, in our society. I mean, we support everybody. I mean, we, we you know, I've got friends who are gay and so on and so But, uh, look, I don't, I don't, if you're going to force me to promote or, you know, um, promote their, you know, their, their lifestyle, then that's a different story. I just think you're... You know, we, we should be leaving specific groups out of it. I think we should be saying we support everybody. That's it. We, you know, it, you know, we don't uh, we don't discriminate against, against anyone. Well, it do, it, I have to say, in defence of the Manly Seagulls, uh, it does say that the jersey, the first in rugby league's 114 year history, is going to be titled "Everyone in League." But look, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what I uh, look, I I don't support what they're saying, but what. I don't understand, and I'd be interested to get your take on this, George, as well, is surely, and, and not just with this, but with most rounds of football, surely players get consulted before this stuff gets organised and gets promoted on TV. I saw, actually, yesterday morning, Tom Dravojevic on the Today Show uh, talking about this. It was on the back page, or close enough to the back page of the Daily Telegraph yesterday. I'm just surprised they weren't consulted, the manly players, beforehand. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Look, I don't know how, how that works in regard to, 
you know, what uh, what they whether they have a say or not. But I, I look, I just think, you know, in in regard to this, it's uh, you know, if it's inclusivity of everybody, then how could it be inclusive of those who actually don't believe that this is, you know, this is what they, you know, their religion approves of? You know, I mean, it's just. Uh, it, it's not inclusive. You're not, you're not including, including people of, of that religion who, do, who disagree with it, whatever they may be, whether Muslim or Christian or Hindu, or um, you know. And that, and that is, by the way, the majority of of, uh, of the people around the world are Hindu and yep. uh, you know, and uh, Christian or Muslim. They don't agree with uh, with with that sort of you know oh, oh. expression of homosexuality. Oh, all right, all right. Thank you, mate. I appreciate uh, the call. Katie Brown uh, came out and said something as well uh, yesterday on Twitter, which I think sort of backs up at your point, uh, George. I care, and she said, and I, I thought this is a really good tweet. I care more for the LGBTIQA community than any faith, but I think I need to try to respect those who are religious, even if I'm not and don't like their beliefs. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on uh, this, mate. George, thanks for the call, mate. Stay safe on Heathcote Road. No uh, yep, cheers, thanks. You can join George on the open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Look, yeah, and I'm pretty sure on Joel and Fletcher's show yesterday on the run home, uh, opinion was. Uh, divided. Uh, anyway, you can still join us. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. This from Camelo, from more of a footballing point of view. He says, do you think this will divide the Manly playing group as it could probably end their season this weekend? Well, internally, you wouldn't know what's going on at Manly. Um, obviously, you've got these seven players. You don't know what the rest of the squad and, and the coaching staff think um, and we won't know maybe we'll get more of an idea when Des Hasler and Daly Cherry Evans front the media a little later on this morning and in fact I think it's supposed to be in, at noon this afternoon but whether it divides them in terms of not getting on or whatever I'd, I would be sort of surprised about that but what it does do is as I said these seven players played last week and it and look they could still beat the Roosters on Thursday night there's still that possibility but if not, um, and they are to lose, it derails their season in terms of the fact that they will potentially be, well, they would definitely be two points out of the eight. And depending on what the Dragons and the Raiders do across the weekend, uh, they could fall, I think, to 11th. So it's, it's a huge game. It was a huge game anyway, but now it's a really, really important game. Happy to take your thoughts. Um, on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I think it will definitely divide public opinion today. Let's move on from that, though, because uh, there is still a lot of other things happening in rugby league at 18 and a half past five. So uh, the big story yesterday in this is equally as big, if not uh, maybe potentially uh, bigger in terms of rugby league. Graham Annesley held his press conference yesterday. Now, everyone expected it to be at 2.30 in the afternoon, and he surprised everyone by holding it at 1.30. It went for about 35, 40 minutes. Let's have a bit of a listen to Graham Annesley explaining the bunker's decision on Sunday afternoon. Third element, which is the bunker decision itself, to examine uh, the escort, or under the laws of the game, it's called an obstruction, to a player that's not in possession of the ball. So we've examined that. Uh, carefully this morning. Uh, we've looked at all the available footage and we're just not satisfied that there was enough in that incident to warrant 
the decision of the bunker to award a penalty kick. Um, yes, there was contact. Yes, there was a collision. Uh, we believe that uh, Western Suburbs player, the West Tigers, I'm sorry, uh, player involved uh, was heading towards the ball. Uh, he didn't look over his shoulder to uh, to see who was coming behind him. But on review this morning, we just don't believe there was enough in that to award a penalty, and that the on-field challenge should have been uh, at that point. Uh, dismissed by the bunker as an unsuccessful challenge. So that's Graham Andersley yesterday. He went on to say a lot more when he was asked questions by the respective journalists with it, who were there at the press conference. So, and we'll get to the fact, uh, the whole decision to go to the bunker in just a second, but let's just look at the bunker situation. So he's come out and said there that the decision was wrong. Forget the fact that he said, he, and now he did come out and say that uh, it was, perfectly fine for, and it was allowed, the challenge was allowed. Apparently that's the rules in the game. You can uh, take what you like of that. But he said the actual decision was wrong. Now, the decision being made to give that penalty to the Cowboys then basically made them, well, did they gave them a chance for Valentine Holmes to kick that goal, and they win. Um, I know he was asked a question in the press conference at one point in time about what would you say to Tigers fans? And I think he said something along the lines of, sorry, but you didn't win the game. Well, I can understand why Tigers fans after that, and NRL fans, are even probably more confused after that press conference. We'll play more of it in breakfast through both of our stations, definitely SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. That's a, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you watched all that press conference yesterday. Um, do you think he handled himself all right? Do you agree with what he was saying? But apparently that challenge was allowed. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now, the West Tigers have requested access to audio recordings between the referee, the bunker and the players, as well as documentation around the running down of the clock as they conduct a forensic investigation into Sunday's loss. Now, Tigers Chairman Lee Hatchpentelis, who will be on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy after 8am this morning, confirmed the club had written to the NRL on Monday morning demanding further information as part of a campaign to potentially have Sunday's result reversed. AFL, uh, AFL, ARL Commission Chair Peter Volandes has also requested a full report from the NRL on the incident and wouldn't, on Monday wouldn't rule out any response. The sense is that the Tigers will only be satisfied with the two points, although that would prompt a backlash from North Queensland after its chief executive insisted the Cowboys had won the game fair and square. Hatchimantella said it was incumbent on the club to give a voice to its fans, who continued to be outraged by the result when a penalty against uh, the winger was announced. Now, this is interesting because I also saw um, the Cowboys' chief executive say that if you do give the West Tigers the two points, doesn't it cause a precedence? Well, p- potentially. Now, Annesley defended the decision surrounding the penalty, most notably the use of the clock and the Cowboys' right to use their captain's challenge. We know the Tigers want to conduct their own investigation and have called on the NRL to hand over information. Hatchimantella said, I sent a letter to Graham Annesley today asking for some particulars, some documents. We want all the audio and recordings between the referee, the bunker, and the players. We want any documentation concerning the running down of the clock so we can cross-reference that against the video itself so we can work out exactly what happened and when it happened. 
The other thing that is of concern is that there is a limited period of 10 seconds for a captain's challenge. This went beyond 20, apparently. Also, if you're going to review it, have a look at the kickoff by Valentine Holmes. Apparently, his leg was in front of the halfway line. If you are going to review the play, review the entire play, Hatcher Patella said. Now they have conceded that there was no obstruction. So there you go. Meanwhile, Graham Annesley conceded uh, that the decision, as we know, was wrong. He wouldn't reveal whether Klein would be dumped when match officials for round 20 are announced this afternoon. Well, surely, surely he cannot be on refereeing or in the bunker this weekend. He went on to say, on review, we believe that the on-field challenge at that point should have been dismissed. Annesley um, continued uh, to talk about the situation. Um, however, he defended the fact that the fact that the challenge happened was allowed. Um, very, very interesting. He went on to say the rules around a captain challenger are about whether you can challenge any decision by the referee to stop the game. You won't find any specific rule that is black and white about whether you can make a challenge if time has expired on the last tackle of the game. But in this particular case, the referee blows the whistle after he has been told by the timekeeper that time has expired. He blows the whistle to stop play. That is obviously so the player in possession can't just get up and play the ball and we continue on with another tackle. So he blows the whistle to stop play, but that is not the end of the game. That first whistle is not the full-time whistle. That is a whistle to stop play. We are comfortable that the the captain challenge was allowable in these circumstances. My take on it, and it hasn't really changed since yesterday, and I understand what Graham Annesley has said, but I thought in most instances, and I know this is towards the end of the game, well, was at the very end of the game, but I thought for a captain's challenge, you would have to have a penalty, a knock-on, but he said because we've got that stoppage in play but not full-time, that is allowed. But what if that had happened 30 seconds earlier? Did you watch it yesterday afternoon? Did you see any of Graham Annesley on the news last night? Your thoughts on it? And Tigers fans, how are you feeling this morning? Does Graham Annesley's explanation make you feel any better? Don't think it'd make me feel much better if I was a Tigers fan. 0457 736 736 or 1300 In particular, the part which we just played to you about five or so minutes ago where he said that the bunker decision was the wrong decision. So forget the captain's challenge. It was the wrong, the wrong decision anyway. So really, that cost you the game. And you would be off the bottom of the ladder now. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And on the captured challenge as a whole, forget this incident. And it is very hard to forget about it uh, because I think we're going to be talking about it for quite some time to come. But on the captured challenge, introduced in 2020, do you like it or is it time to get rid of it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, I think the captain challenge is very stop start. Um, and potentially we need to go and look, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but potentially we need to go back to basics for the bunker and just make them look at stuff that has happened in goal for tries and stuff like that. Would you be keeping the captain's Are you a fan of the captain's challenge? Look, I know there are some people that do like the captain's challenge and it has proved beneficial for some teams, but for a lot of teams, as we've seen here, uh, it's not beneficial. And as I said, I think it is makes the game very stop-start. 
So happy to take your thoughts on that over the course of the next half an hour as well. Captain's Challenge, just on a whole, and take into account what happened on Sunday with that Cowboys-Tigers game, but would you be keeping it or not? Do you want to get rid of the Captain's Challenge? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Happy to hear both sides of the view from that. Now, back page of the Courier Mail, meantime, uh, today, and it was revealed yesterday this had happened, uh, Kevin Proctor gone from... Um, the Gold Coast Titans. He has been sacked uh, and has spoken of his embarrassment at the vaping drama that has led to his demise at the Gold Coast and ended his NRL career. Now, Proctor was axed by the Titans and fined $15,000 on Monday following revelations the former skipper broke Australian stadium laws by using an e-cigarette during the Gold Coast 36-26 loss to Canterbury at Combank Stadium. Proctor, who was fined $20,000 by the Titans and banned for four games in 2017 over a cocaine scandal, used his own social media account to post vision of himself vaping in what appears to be a toilet cubicle. The footage includes a caption saying, Not the half-time vape. During the seven-second video, Proctor, wearing a Titans polo, sucks on the e-cigarette and shakes his head as he blows smoke into the camera. The video was posted at 3.17pm, while the Titans-Bulldogs clash was still taking place. Yesterday, in a day of drama, furious Titans officials held crisis talks with Proctor's management. Off contract at the season's end, Proctor was informed of his sanctions and ordered not to turn up to the Titans training for the result of the for the rest of the year, effectively delivering the bullet to his 283-game NRL career. Proctor rode the ultimate roller coaster during his 14-year tenure with, the pre- with his premiership win at Melbourne in 2012 and 22 tests for New Zealand, marred by a cocaine saga, a biting saga, two years ago, and now this. He put out a statement saying, I'm embarrassed with regards to my actions. I'd like to thank the Titans for their understanding and acknowledging my personal situation. I wish Justin Holbrook and my teammates all the very best for the rest of the year. I'd like to thank owners... Daryl Kelly and Rebecca Frizzell for their support over the years and all the Titans fans. So, in a day of high drive in rugby league, that just capped it off. Kevin Proctor leaving sacked from the Gold Coast Titans. And I can't name anyone that I've spoken to in the last 24 or so hours since that photo or video emerged that can explain why on earth he did that. Made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever and, quite frankly, a very stupid thing to do. Looks like he's going to end up in the Super League next year. So he, Kevin Proctor's NRL career, done. Gold Coast Titans fans, are you worried that he's left? Are you upset about it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 So plenty on the agenda for the last half an hour of the show. Your thoughts on this manly situation? Seven manly players stood down uh, for not wanting uh, to wear the club's uh, pride jersey in that match against the Roosters on Thursday night. So Des Hasler, Daily Cherry Evans, fronting the media later on today. Interesting to hear from there. Your thoughts on Graham Annesley's press conference yesterday. Were you satisfied with it? Does it make you feel better as a Tigers fan? It wouldn't make me feel much better. And the captain challenge as a whole, would you get rid of it or would you keep it? Are you a fan of it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And Gold Coast Titans fans and Rugby League fans, are you uh, 
surprised at the decision by the Gold Coast Tigers to get rid of Kevin Proctor. 0457-736-736-1300-01-1170. Cheer text and your calls next. Plus, we'll cross to America and have a chat with Chris Perkins. It's 28 and a half to six. Yeah, about to do our Makita power play in a second across to Chris Perkins in the USA. Don't forget, this season, Makita helps you rule the outdoors. Uh, Just this text just beforehand, uh, this one from Scotty saying, Morning, and this is on the Manly situation. Uh, Yes, Manly should have consulted all the playing group, uh, especially the players that have certain beliefs. Uh, He says this shouldn't be pushed on to players. Yes, everyone is and should be accepted in this day and age. But then again, these players have pulled out. And then he asked how come they couldn't have pulled out earlier. Well, they only found out, um, according to the Daily Telegraph, they only found out from the Daily Telegraph yesterday. So that that probably explains that. Uh, he also says, up to Panthers, can't wait for the Parra-Penrith game uh, on Friday night. Yeah, I can't wait for that as well. I think that'll be a beauty. Parramatta, it's a must. Well, I'm not going to say it's a must-win game for them, but it's a huge game for them. Sitting in seventh position, They've got the hardest run home, I think, of any rugby league club between uh, now and the finals in the final six games. And we know they are capable of beating Penrith, but they haven't been in really good form. Really looking forward to that one. We'll talk more about that one later in the week. Now, uh, back to your texts shortly on 0457 736 736 or 1300 on the Captain's Challenge. Would you like to get rid of it? Um, were you satisfied if you're a Tigers fan on the Graham Annesley press conference? I wasn't. Um, If I was a Tigers fan, I'd still be very upset. And also had the Manly Seagulls situation as well with those seven players uh, being stood down. But let's uh, just talk away from rugby league just for a little while. Let's cross to Chris Perkins. He's back in America. He's finished his holiday um, and he's on the line now in a traffic jam, I believe. Morning, Chris. Yeah, the traffic jam just cleared. If anybody's coming through downtown Nashville right now in Tennessee, (laughs) traffic sucks. Well, if you right if, by Nissan Stadium, in fact, if there is anyone listing in Nashville on the SEN app, uh, I'll give you a prize <laughs> if you can text through or call through on uh, the respective numbers. Look, uh, we're obviously team talking mostly rugby league. It's been a controversial couple of days in uh, rugby league, and it's going to be another controversial day uh, today. Uh, but you're uh, now. I've been trying. We've been talking for about seven months now, Chris. I've been trying to get you into the yep. rugby league, and I think I think hopefully I'll succeed. But uh, you are from America and. AFL fan, and whilst everything was happening with the West Tigers and the North Queensland Cowboys and an unbelievable finish there, Collingwood at the same time was having an unbelievable finish in the AFL, and uh, I think you were watching. Uh, yeah, I, did, I wasn't watching live because it was mm. like 3 o'clock in the morning over here. Mm. Uh, I saw the highlights. Mm. The ending of the Collingwood-Essendon game, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out because it was nuts. Okay? Essendon gets a yes. nice shot right in front of goal, had a chance to ice the game, hits the post mm. with under two minutes left. Collingwood goes down, couple three kicks, inside 50, Jamie Elliott uh, in double coverage, takes the mark, and then kicks a walk-off for Collingwood's ninth straight win. I think Collingwood at this point, they're just trying to kill their fans this year. Yeah. Watching a Collingwood game, you're like Fred Sanford in the old Sanford and Son uh TV show. You're like Fred Sanford clutching your chest going, my, my heart, Elizabeth, mm. I'm coming to join you. 
Uh, so Collingwood. Too old school of a reference. Yeah, no, that that kind of. I think maybe too old a school for me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. I can tell you in some good news for you. Collingwood are now in fourth position. So there you go. But yeah, we I need. No. We need to get you into some rugby league as well. Um, just don't watch the Cowboys Tigers match. Now, uh, what's the latest on <laughs> Kevin Durant, Chris? Hey, the rumor, the you know, the rumor mill is uh, grinding as it always does in the off season. Uh, Kevin Durant of is a, there's apparently conversations going on between the Brooklyn Nets and at least a handful of teams, among them Miami, Phoenix, Toronto. But the the latest rumors are there's discussion between Brooklyn and Boston mm. to trade Kevin Durant, and the trade the the rumor mill is saying that Jalen Brown's going to be part of the deal. Now, I'm wondering, hasn't Brooklyn learned its lesson about making trades with the Boston Celtics? Mm. Nine years ago, you remember the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett trade Mm. where Mm. Boston basically fleeced Brooklyn out of some draft picks that Mm. basically led to the core, their their current core of their team being Boston Celtics? Mm. I would have thought Brooklyn would have learned their lesson after that. Seems not. Uh, yeah, apparently not. If, if that trade winds up going through, I admit this is definitely a case of fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Do you, now, do you think it will go through? Uh, who knows? It, it's going to be whoever gives them the best offer. And to get Kevin Durant out of Brooklyn, it's going to take a King's Ransom to, mm. to get a guy like that out of Brooklyn. I'm talking... Uh, superstar level players today, uh, draft picks as well. There, it's going to have to be a package, and it's probably going to be a multi-team trade that winds up happening, mm. just because just to get the the salary cap right. Because there's a lot of pieces that are going to have to go into this trade and and get everybody you know properly situated under the salary cap or where they're comfortable at. Yes, going to be very interesting to uh, track that story over the next couple of weeks. And there's some news on the XFL as well. Yeah, the uh, XFL yesterday made a big announcement. They've announced the eight cities that they're going to start playing in in February of Mm. 2023. Mm. Now, this is XFL version 3.0. The eight eight cities um, are, are going to take part in this. Um, interestingly enough, no Los Angeles, no New York. Mm. Uh, they're going to have teams in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, mm. Houston, Orlando, Las Vegas, San Antonio, Seattle, Washington, and most importantly to me, St. Louis. Ah, well, you'll the be Battle ve- Hawks will be returning. They'll be very, very happy about that. Any particular reason, uh, reason why no New York and LA? Uh, you know, I I really don't I really don't know. XFL 2.0 had both New York and LA teams. I I, I couldn't tell, couldn't give you a reason. In terms of St. Louis, I mean the Rock. Even you know the Rock is a smart guy. Mm. He can read a balance sheet better than or just as well as anybody in this world. Uh, he knows where he can make money at. And XFL 2.0, St. Louis, who hadn't had a football team in five years. Uh, their home opener in 2020 drew 30,000. They sold out the lower bowl of the of uh, what was known in Rams days as the Edward Jones Dome, uh, now the Dome in America Center. Their second home game 
they were going to sell out the whole stadium, 66,000 mm. the week the world shut down because of the pandemic. Well, all very interesting indeed. Looking forward to that getting underway. Hey, just quickly, very, very quickly, I may have asked you this before. Have you actually been to Australia, Chris? I have not. I have had plans to come twice, okay. and they've both fallen through. Well, we have to when when you come down to Australia, we'll have to get you in the SEN studios, and we'll have done an American report from the UK. So, an American report to uh, from Australia would suit just what? fine. Listen, why not do it from a third continent? I, I've done the, I've done these reports from now. I, I think I've done a, one of these reports from Canada. Maybe not. No, a, maybe I'm not on this show, no. but certainly on the overnight crowd. I have done the overnight crowd from Canada. Perfect. Well, well, I have worked SEN in three different countries right now. No, let, make that four if we count Scotland as a separate country. Exactly, and that's, let's make it five at some point. Thank you, Chris. Um, I'm not entirely Perfect. sure. I, I think I'm not on next week due to the Commonwealth Games, but uh, when I'm next on, we'll have a chat, and I look forward to hearing more as we get uh, deeper into, well, the NFL not, uh, season not too far away. I think the trials you mentioned last week are only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, 45 days from opening night, the the opening Thursday night game of the NFL. I am ready. All right, cool. Looking forward to it. We'll chat again soon, Matt. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in America. We catch up with him each and every Tuesday on Tradies News in a nutshell. A few texts there, a call as well. We'll get to them in just a second. 0457 736 736. Your thoughts on the Captain's Challenge. Your thoughts on Graham Annesley's press conference yesterday. Uh, and much more. The Manly Seagull situation. Seven players stood down in protest uh, of not wanting to wear the club's uh, pride jersey this weekend against the Sydney Roosters. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. It's a quarter to six. 10 to 6, Daniel Pedgrew with you. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest, Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com. Uh, Coming up on breakfast through SENQ 6.93am in Queensland and also SEN 16.20am Gold Coast. Uh, Former NRL referee Greg McCullum to look at where the refereeing is at the NRL. Uh, yes, very, very good timing. Kookaburra's legend Mark Knowles uh, will be along to preview the hockey at the Commonwealth Games and Brisbane Lions skipper Dane Zorko also on the show. And just on the Commonwealth Games as well, Australian swimming star Kayla McEwen has pulled out of her first, first event at the Commonwealth Games and a blockbuster showdown with Canadian teenage sensation uh, Summer McIntosh. Now, McEwen is still in the process of freeing, figuring out her likely schedule for the 2024 Paris Olympics. The champion Australian backstroker had also entered both the 200 metres and 400 metres individual medley in Birmingham. But in a move that could spell the end of her chances of her attempting the gruelling Iron Cross, McEwen has withdrawn from Friday's 400 metre race. And, and just on the swimming as well, uh, bad news for Australia's women's relay teams with confirmation that there are no heats in the women's 4x100 freestyle, 4x200 freestyle and 4x100 medley races in the Common Games. 
While the absence of any heats shouldn't impact the team's medal count, it has a massive bearing on individual Aussie swimmers. With so much depth in the Australian team, the Dolphins usually save their fastest swimmers for the final, while heat swimmers share any medals won by virtue of having been a part of the initial rounds. Uh, Molly O'Callaghan, for example, won two gold medals at last year's Tokyo Olympics from uh, the swimming at their heat. So there you go. And the Commonwealth Games, the opening ceremony, early hours of Friday morning. In fact, I think it's around this time, Friday morning, uh, it'll be on. Um, and it all kicks off properly after the opening ceremony on Friday night. Uh, with uh, In terms of the swimming, uh, the first finals of the swimming will be Saturday morning Australian time uh, between 4 and and 7am, and there's a heap of them as well on uh, day one of the Commonwealth Games. And don't forget, SEN will be across everything on the Commonwealth Games. Full coverage night session right throughout the night, all, all throughout the early morning, uh, right up until, I think, breakfast. Uh, so about 12 hours each and every day of Commonwealth Games you'll hear right here on SEN. Really looking forward to that getting underway on Friday uh, with the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony and then the action getting underway Friday night into Saturday morning. And as I say, you'll hear it all here on SEN. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. couple of texts as we start to wrap up the show. This one from the Yeovil Truman. Good to hear from you, mate. He said, hi, Dan. Unfortunately, the bunker has and will continue to be uh, made, uh, continue to make mistakes. The effect on the Tigers... Uh, was exasperated because it directly led to the Tigers' loss. I can understand the confusion with the end of the game and captain's challenge, but I think there needs to be a clarification of the mechanism mechanism on place. What if the Tigers player committed a blatant foul? We probably would have had the Cowboys blowing up if no penalty was awarded to the oval treatment. Well, that's an interesting point. Um, But I think if... Yeah, I, I see your point because if it was a blatant fail, you would hope that the referee, whoever it may be, blows a penalty. But I, I see your point if he does that. But I suppose, Yeovil Treeman, you could probably say that about any stage of the match, couldn't you? But I understand where you're saying, um, and I, I agree to a certain extent. I, I just think, and Graham Annesley has come out yesterday and said that apparently the captain challenge was permissible. Now he said that. Uh, I still, it's still very confusing, but at least we think we know, maybe potentially, do we know where we stand? Um, uh, but I understand your point of your text. Thank you, Yeovil Truman. Uh, the Chookman says no captain's challenge, and we're talking about a great Tigers comeback. Well, I said yesterday, Chookman, I thought it was a fa- not just a comeback. I thought it was a fantastic game of footy. No one expected it to be that close. Everyone expected the Cowboys to smash the Tigers, and the Tigers played some really, really good footy. And then, yeah, that two tries and two or three minutes to get back and look like they had won the game. Get rid of the Caps and Challenge and the bunker should be tries only. Let the on-field refs make a decision and move on. That from the Chookman. Yeah, well, when the technology was first brought into play with the video referees, it was only for tries only. Now it goes into different places and now with the captain's challenge as well. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more talk about that, more talk about the manly issue and a lot more over the course of the next 12 or so hours on SEN. Breakfast coming up through SEN 11.70am with uh, Vossi and Brandy in Sydney and through SENQ 6.93am and also SEN 16.20am Gold Coast. It's Pat and Heels. That's right after the news. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a good day.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.